Hi, Lala. <laughs> Hi, everybody out there. We're back. We are back. <laughs> we are sweating it out. So let's keep this short. <laughs> just FYI to the people who don't know, we have to turn off all the fans and air conditioning to record so we can get no background noise for the podcast. And it is the highest day of the year. So we are sweating out for y'all. Just FYI. Ugh. So please share and subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> I want Anchor to count seven new listeners. <laughs> okay? That's you. That is your... This, you've been charged. This is like... Your mission. Yeah, we are going through some, some stuff right now. <laughs> Trying to get this out. So, let's go and make... We're going to make this a little quick this week. So, I think... You know, we've talked about some of our finance stuff. We talked about the feature. And this week, I think we want to talk about, you know, taking that first solid, solid step towards the feature. And basically, we went to see a real estate agent this week, which was very exciting slash terrifying at the same time. <laughs> was it exciting? All right. So, basically... Lauren has been very much about buying real estate in New York City. I've been like super skeptical just because I feel like we're priced out here. And I was just kind of like, eh. But then Lauren had (laughs) this like Facebook seminar on like millennial real estate myths. And even though I'm not a millennial, Gen X for life, um, a lot of stuff kind of like felt like I kind of resonated with. Like basically... The fact that, you know, um, don't know if I have enough for a down payment, you know, don't know if, if like, you know, like home prices are so high, like don't know if I can afford anything, like things like that. And apparently like that kind of, they kind of demystified a lot of that stuff. Um, so I was kind of excited going into uh, meeting with the real estate agent, <laughs> but still kind of skeptical at the same time, I guess. I don't know. How did you feel about it? Well, I I found so I found out about what I showed you that night. It was as a Thursday night. It's one of the brokers I work with. I, I work for a real estate company. He puts on like a a marketing Facebook Live every week, and we keep the live on our on our company Facebook page. Um, and you can feel free to check it out if you're a millennial and you're listening. And you want to know about um, buying property in this day and age. Um, It's really interesting uh, what he kind of breaks down as far as what millennials are doing, because it's not what is being said in the media about millennials and real estate. We're actually like buying homes. (laughs) I'm a millennial. Winston doesn't rep for millennials, even though he acts more like a millennial than I do. <laughs> we I'm are, below the cutoff. Like we're buying homes at a higher rate than um, like previous generations before us were at our age. Um, so there's um, really some interesting stuff to take in there. Um, and I, I guess I, I, I had the same thing go on. Like I, I felt excited at the end of it. I was like, oh, hey, like that's me. I I do that. That's this is the age I'm at. Like I didn't even live with my parents ever, <laughs> um, which actually I feel like puts 
me and us at a disadvantage. Like what you're kind of saying by uh, choosing to live with your parents for a period of time after school is over, um, you know, after you choose to go to college is that you're, you know, kind of paying off your loans faster than you would if you were living on your own and you're saving more money than you would if you were, uh, if you were just living on your own. So that's a choice that I made, or I, I guess I just kind of had the assumption that, no, I'm not going back home. Like, <laughs> that's not an option. Um, that wasn't the way that I thought, but apparently a lot of people in like the newer millennial age did think that and and had it as an as an, a possibility because their parents bought homes and kept them and there was a place for them to go back to so these are these are the things that made it so that yes it, it was a little more it felt a little more real it felt a little more concrete and you were like okay like now I can see myself actually doing this I think we talked in a previous episode about how, like, I never really wanted to buy a house. <laughs> Didn't we? No. Okay. So one time before I knew you, um, I'm hanging out with my old roommate and we're just talking and I just kind of said off the cuff, you know, I don't really know if I ever want to, like buy a house <laughs> you know I was like I was young I was in my 20s my early 20s like I didn't feel like I needed to own property like I'm a free spirit Winston you always say <laughs> and this girl turned to me and she was like promise me you will buy a home one day that you will have a house of your own one day and I was like whoa first of all you're intense but okay I promise <laughs> <laughs> but it was just because I don't really and I still don't really know like if it's really something that is gonna help me out or set me up for the future I think Today we're getting kind of ahead of ourselves, but well, this is. Well, yeah. What did you ask me? Well, <laughs> well, no, I mean that's a that's a good tangent because you know I've owned a I've owned real estate before. Um, I had a condo in DC. You know, my parents were very, very, very much about buy real estate. Like once you get a good job and you get good savings, like buy a home. Yeah. Um, and. You know, all of the kids who live in the house uh, either currently have a house <laughs> or two houses or, like, have owned before. So, so my brother has a house now. My sister uh, has purchased real estate before and sold it. Um, so we've always been encouraged to do that. And that was mainly just, just because, you know, like, for the longest time, like, black people didn't were cut out of, like, the home buying process to redlining and things like that. And... Yeah, my dad and, and my mom were like very like encouraging me to build generational wealth mm -hmm. um, and build equity. Um, and you know, even like the house I grew up in, um, by the fact that it lives, we're in a black neighborhood, it's not worth as much as it would be in a white neighborhood. Um, so, you know, I kind of took to that. And when I was around like twenty seven, is when I bought my condo uh, in DC. 
Um, but for me, that was a disaster. Um, <laughs> I had to replace the heating and air, air conditioning system, and I had to replace the uh, pipes as well. So it ended up costing me more than like twelve or $13,000 that I had to put into it. Um, and then I moved away, and I thought that I could rent it out for like a really cheap, you know, rent out and cover like my rent and uh, my mortgage, sorry, and my condo fees, and that wasn't the case. And like I had like all these crazy tenants, and one tenant tried to sue me. So like <laughs> I kind of have a lot of baggage from my real estate experience, um, just from you know. I mean, you live, you learn. Like no regrets. But so I think I'm coming into to this experience um, with Lauren with a little bit more. <laughs> kind of skepticism yeah um because i kind of been through kind of the ups and downs and you know some of the surprise hidden costs like the closing costs and like you need to have a lawyer and you know like like if you sell a place like like because i sold my place in dc like having to to you know pay x amount of money to you know to the real like the buyer's agent and things like that there's mm-hmm. all these like crazy 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 things that you just don't even know or account for so that's why i've been I, i'm kind of like <laughs> coming from a, a different place of just pure skepticism and pure like i don't know anxiety i think i feel like it's really valuable like even though you had those negative experiences like i don't really know anything my parents did buy a home together they bought a condo um or it's a townhouse, I guess, um, in a gated community in California. And they owned that place for, I think it was like 10 years, more than 10 years, maybe before my mom ended up selling. Um, and that was, you know, not really anything that was discussed with me. <laughs> like Nobody sat me down and said, we're doing this because we're building generational wealth. Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I, I can appreciate, like, the more round experience you had with, like, home ownership and getting into it because of advice that you received and having to go through all the pitfalls. I think it's going to inform our experience a lot more, even though you've disqualified us for first-time homebuyer loans. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing that, it, I mean... I'm not going to say it sucks about being married, but <laughs> they don't tell you these things. Yeah. First off, you don't... Yeah, so since I'm not... Since I buy a home, and even though Lauren did not buy a home, for a lot of loans, we don't qualify as first-time home buyers, which is kind of crazy because we're married. And then the other thing is, too, we... I mean, we make decent incomes. Like, for New York City, I think I could say we're middle class, but we're now that we're married and we've combined incomes, we miss out on some of the income restrictive loans as well. Yeah. Because we're like either, you know, just above the limit um, as a combined income or we're way over the limit or, you know, whatnot. So yeah. like there's usually like a, a income limit for like some type of, you know, FHA loan or things like that. And since, yeah, we're, we're combined and, you know, Praise the Lord, we have, like, decent salary coming in. And no kids. And no kids. (laughs) 
Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's, we're we're kind of cut out of that market too. Uh, but I also feel like we're kind of priced out of New York in a little way. Um, but let's talk about that um, to, because we went to a Wilter last Friday and get, just gave like a good overview of like New York City real estate. I think it was actually kind of cool. Like it, it kind of because I I've worked with realtors before. Because even before I bought my place in D.C., I was looking to buy a place in Virginia, and I worked with a real realtor like way like when I was twenty three or twenty four, and then just kind of bailed out because I like the whole process was kind of just I was way too young for it. <laughs> but I think like sitting down with a realtor is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think it started off with like just kind of discussions around like what we want, um, which is like you know what neighborhoods we want to live in, you know. It's kind of interesting to hear kind of like what we're looking for, whereas like there's some things that were com that are common, yeah. um, like we both want like a nice kitchen and you know things like that. There's things that we kind of diverge on, like right? what uh, the new construction thing. Whereas like I am okay living in new construction. I think you're a bit more hesitant around the new construction. It's just uh, because like they cheap out sometimes, like. They do. A lot of times. <laughs> they do. So you have like something crappy and you're like, well, why did I buy this? <laughs> I, I know. I, it's very true. Like, I just don't want anybody who's going to like do a crappy job with what I decide to, you know, trust them to build. Yeah. And like, you know, things aren't. Part of the packet that she, so we when we went to visit the realtor with the realtor, um, she handed us uh, what in the industry is called a buyer's guide, and she just kind of took us through the packet. And um, one of the things that's in there is like different terms that you might hear of in in terms of buildings, and it's specific for New York, so it talks about pre-war and post-war, um, and like pre-war buildings like the one we're in now (laughs) um have like thicker walls so it's less likely that you're gonna hear your neighbors and somehow our neighbors still manage (laughs) to get all their sound (laughs) yeah into our bedroom (laughs) yeah thick walls be damned it could be worse, though. It really could. It could so be I, worse. I can't imagine. Like, we already hear you through the walls. Like, I cannot imagine not having concrete between me and another person. <laughs> so this is just how I feel. It's, you know, something is new construction. I'm sure it's going to be beautiful. It'll look nice, but, like, will it actually hold up and do the job? No, and, and that's a good point. I mean, I think for me it's just more of I, if I'm going to pay money, especially like, the money that they're trying to charge in New York City, I want I want it to look like a pension sport. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So I want, like, new appliances. I want, like, high-end furnishings. I want, like... You know, I just want it to look, like, modern. Yeah. Um, and, a lot, like, you get that by default with new construction. Um, there, I mean, there are, like, remodeled and, like, gut remodeled places that are, like, brownstones that they've, you know, um, they rebuilt the kitchen or the bathroom and things like that, which I'm open to as well. But I, I, I don't know. Like, it just kind of sucks if I'm paying, you know, like, a lot of money for a place 
where we are not happy with the cabinets. Yeah. You know, we're going to have to sink money into it. Yeah. No, I get that. I really do. Um, there's pros and cons to both sides. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Um, so we, when we talked to the realtor, you know, we, you know, I think our last, uh, like two episodes ago, we were just talking about the future and if we want to stay in New York or not. Um, this realtor is very, very much New York focused and very much focused on, you know, I would say like all, all the five boroughs, but like specifically Brooklyn and Manhattan and, and I guess like Queens as well. Um, so, and like immediately did not talk about houses or brownstones or anything. Yeah. Only talked about condos and, and co-ops. Co <laughs> which yeah. I thought was pretty interesting. Um, which, I mean, you know, I, if you're listening outside New York, um, I'm sure you'll be like, why but you know within our budget and our budget i mean for our budget for new york is like could buy two houses in texas basically mm -hmm. um two nice houses two nice houses i mean our turnkey, <laughs> turnkey ready to move in houses in texas yeah like the end product of freaking love it or list it the end product of the show i always watch and i'm forgetting the fixer name upper. Right now. fixer upper yeah what up joanna and chip yeah <laughs> like that's that's what kind of houses we can buy with the budget that we have yeah so our budget is kind of like i guess we can share this <laughs> I feel like it, it makes us feel like really bougie and we're not. It's not. It's not uh, a lot in New York. Our budget is like $800,000. Yeah. And um, that's like going on one of those shows and saying your budget is like $199,000. Yeah. So $800,000 <laughs> in New York gets you a two bedroom condo or co-op. Not even in like the most happening neighborhood. Yeah. Like, this is Bed-Stuy. This is not even Harlem anymore. This yep. is, like, Washington Heights, maybe Bronx, you know, parts of Queens, Bushwick. Yeah. Like, these are, this is not, like, a neighborhood that's a 20-minute commute from, you know, like, central Manhattan. <laughs> so just to give, like, some perspective to people <laughs> when we throw that number out there. Yeah. But... Yeah, I mean, I, I think, like, I don't know. It's just, it was very interesting to kind of talk through some of that, that stuff with her. Um, you know, she brought up kind of, like, the closing costs, mm -hmm. which tend to be, like, you know, 2.5% of the sales price. Sales price. Yeah. Um, and then, like, this discussion around co-ops, which I've heard of, but never really dove into, like, what a co-op is. Um, Most apartments, like in the in the two main boroughs, are co-op apartments. So you're essentially um, you're basically signing up to be. How I like to describe it to people is you're signing up to be a partner in a business, <laughs> and you're not like you're not necessarily buying the property, but you're buying into a fund for the property. Uh, so like if you watch The Good Wife, you know how, spoiler alert, if you've never watched The Good Wife, Alicia gets invited to become a partner um, a of, law firm. of a law firm. 
and Alicia's the main character. And when she gets invited to become a partner, she has to put in money to become a partner of the law firm. It's not like a promotion where you're just handed this thing and you're like, okay, now this is yours. <laughs> you now own the name partner. No, you have to buy the name partner. <laughs> like, good job. Good luck with that. And like, after, you buy, after you've bought it for a certain period of time, your, um, your ownership basically appreciates and then you can kind of have more say or you can, you know, leave and ha having had made money, um, there's a lot of opportunities that open up for you after you've been, after you've owned it for a while. I don't know if that makes sense to anybody. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a, I, I think, especially... Trying to, trying to make <laughs> analogies. Remember yeah. that one episode we did where I like made the most amazing analogy and you were like, yes, for YNAB? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And you're like, I get it. That's what I was trying to do here. Yeah. No, I mean, I think it makes sense. Um, it's just like, it's still something I'm wrapping my head around. Yeah. Um, and also, too, like, if you're outside the New York City area. This is all very foreign. It's, it's foreign when you're foreign. in the New yeah, York City it's, area. It's, it's People very... don't know this stuff. New York City is a wild, wild west. I don't know why anybody buys anything here. What is the purpose? I don't understand how craziness. 8 million people live here. I'm it's, sorry. And I've been best. saying this for like years. Yeah. I'm like, how do people actually live here? Yeah. It's crazy. How? Even getting an apartment here is crazy. We're 9 million now. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, like even... Just like getting a, a roommate is crazy. Yeah, what is <laughs> so, this world? So there's I no, there's no standard forms. Like it's just uh, you, you have like you have to build a team basically in order to make any kind of thing happen. Whether you want to rent, buy, whatever. Yeah, because like you know the person who we we inter like like met with is the like. I guess like the estate. What is she called? Like, what's the terminology? Like, uh, what time it is? She's a licensed real estate salesperson. A salesperson, but we need a lawyer. Yeah. In addition to Tanya. Yeah. And then, then we need somebody else. A lender. A lender as well, and that would be our team. Um, and I think in some states it's different, where I think you don't need a lawyer. Like, does real estate agent can act as a like whatever on your behalf yeah whereas like new york you also need a lawyer you have to have a lawyer like it's absolutely required so, so like yeah it's like just a lot a lot and a lot and a lot of stuff um and also i just want to jump back up to the co-op thing too it's like you know yeah like the thing that kind of is kind of crazy is like you have to put together like a board packet mm -hmm. um a, you know, they scrutinize kind of your finances and things like that. She didn't really represent that packet for you. I want you to know it's like 60 pages long. Yeah. It's so giant. You're like printing off like basically years of bank statements. Yeah. For every account that you have. <laughs> I think you have to have like letters of recommendation. Yeah, yeah. And you have to re like present all of this to the board, and then they pass it around. I know this because I know somebody who sits on the, the board of their of their co op, and they, they kind of pass it around, like send out an email to all the people that sit on the board of the co op, and say, okay, here's a person that we're considering. You know, like f let's let's figure it out if they're worthy of this of this place. 
Yeah, and then you have to have an interview, mm-hmm. and it, it, it's it's really insane. Yeah. Like, I'm surprised that that's kind of, like, legal. You know, there's all of these, like, fair housing laws. Um, and when I bought in D.C., like, they're very uh, cognizant about, like, fair housing laws and things like that. Yeah. Uh, whereas here, it's just, like... You know, your co-op can reject you for any... Any reason. Any reason. Any reason at all. Um, and they don't have to tell you. And they don't have to tell you. Is. You know, and <laughs> there's been, like, I think... I believe it was Jay-Z who got rejected from buying a co-op. And I think it was just kind of like... You know, Jay-Z was just kind of like, is this racial? Is this, yeah. like, you know, whatever, you know? It's a question to bring up. I, uh, I asked him when he told me that, I was like, well... Is it because he's Jay-Z? Like, <laughs> not only would it be Jay-Z, you would also have, like, all his homies and, like... No, that's racist. <laughs> it's basically just Jay and Beyonce and the kids, you know. Okay, but, well, I didn't ask but when it was. But it's crazy. It's just like, you know, when you're turning on billionaires... Which I guess I don't think Jay Z was a billionaire at the time, but you're turning yeah. out like multimillionaires. Like it, you know, it just it, it's just kind of crazy. So, but I'm saying like that it's like his his friends, his business partners, his associates, the paparazzi. Oh like, no, do, it's, it's, do you want to? That's what this is what I meant by like, is it because it's Jay Z? Like, not talking <laughs> about because he's black, <laughs> but that's a real thing to be worried about. Like, yeah, and that's I mean, gonna, like. Look, you know, inform our experience. Are, are they are they going to listen to this podcast? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're done. <laughs> um, Let us live in your co-op. But also, like, I, when we were talking about co-ops, I saw, like, a complete change come over you when that discussion hit. Like, we went into this so excited. And we're like, yeah, we're millennial buyers. We're going to do this. And, <laughs> and then we read on as part of the packet, and Tanya, uh, our realtor, points out, isn't that funny? Her name is Tanya. Yeah. Um, <laughs> our realtor points out, she says, you know, at co- in co-ops, you're pretty much expected to put down 20%, 20 to 25%. Yeah. And so I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. What happened to that 3% lady? <laughs> yeah. So I think that's the other thing, too, just because... We had that seminar. It's like zero percent down loans, three yeah. percent down loans. Like you could buy a house, yeah. and then you know you hear twenty percent or even like ten percent, um, and you're kind of snapped back into reality. Um, and I was telling somebody, I think like Friday or like whenever. It's just like oh, last night. Last well, it's just night. like yeah. you know, New York is kind of like a weird place where you 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 make money and you think you're doing well and it's like there's this thing that just lets you know that you're not <laughs> mm-hmm. so um it's kind of crazy it's like like in any other part of the country we i wouldn't say we'd be living like kings but like you know this wouldn't even be an issue for us yeah. you know but you know and i think that just like kinda, that down payment is a house yeah yeah, in some parts of the country. Wait, where, where do we find $160,000? Like, <laughs> so... That's my next question. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it, it's it's really kind of making us think about, 
like the next part of this and i'm happy to have you all as listeners in our journey just kind of just you know we're going to meet with a lender we're going to really kind of work the numbers we're kind of kind of going to kind of see like what we really need to put down um if these three percent loans like really exist in new york city or if that's just like something that's like i don't know snake oil yeah basically Um, i think one of the things i also want to like say out loud is like what i think our listeners might be wondering they'd be like well if all these things are stacked against you why new york and what i've been trying to relate to winston who's probably in your camp if you're asking that question is new york is gonna be new york for I think a long time (laughs) and people are going to want to live here pretty much until it breaks off from uh, the continental United States and falls into the ocean. (laughs) Like (laughs) I, I, and uh, you know, that, that time is coming, but I don't think anytime soon necessarily, Not, not as soon as we would want to get out of the market. So if we can get one of these places that has appreciated over time, like the apartments that we're looking at, Five years ago, they used to cost like three ninety nine, yeah. four hundred. So if we can get into a place and get out in five to seven years, having made four hundred grand, like then we're really set up in a in a way to either buy another apartment in New York and do the same thing, you know, for another neighborhood that's up and coming, uh, or you know, branch out into the rest of the country because we'll have so much more money to play with. Yeah. <laughs> than we do right now where we're trying to struggle to find this 160 so if anybody knows where we can find 160k holler at your girl and boy (laughs) (laughs) yeah and and i do have to say like we're we're starting a little late in terms of like saving um we both kind of came from kind of crazy financial situations you know, just a few years ago, and we've made, like, huge and humongous progress since. If you've been listening, you If you've been listening, but, yeah, it did did kind of, like, let us know that I think we have more. (laughs) We we have a a bit further to go than we thought. Um, And I think, you know, once we meet with a lender, I think we have to really, like, sit down and figure out, like, what we want to do. Like, if we want to make sacrifices in our life, like, we love to travel. And, like, do we want to cut out some of those things? Um, You know, we have travel credit cards, which give us enormous benefit. But they also have, like, high annual fees. Do do we want to cut those out? Um, You know, do we want to kind of trim our budget and, like, you know, bring our lunch to work more often? There's a lot of things that I think we're trying to figure out like what's the, the right balance to do. Yeah. So that's kind of like the second part of this. It's just like once we meet with the lender and kind of get like a good idea of like what 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 the real real is, um, you know, like we can go from there. And also too, I mean, I'm still open to, you know, like exploring outside of New York City. And, you know, if that's the case, like we're not like new in that. There's a lot of people I know that have been priced out of the city. <laughs> So, um, I'm still kind of like open to that possibility as well. Um, but Lauren makes a really good point. Like the appreciation here, is just like so rapid that, you know, it's definitely more worthwhile if you can get into the market. So 
We shall see. Yes, we shall. Um. <laughs> I just emailed our lender, so or a potential lender anyway. So we'll see what they say and what time they can meet us. Yeah. And talk shop. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess we're sharing everything. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know how much we'll be able to share once we get to that point, but um, I hope that this is like very informative. I'm actually curious to hear stories from other like married couples and other listeners around like their experience in real estate, especially if you own a place in New York City. Yes. Um, like if you own a place in New York City, I'm really curious about like what that process was. Um, and there's some friends I know who I won't call out, but I'm definitely actually reaching out to saying like, hey, how were you able to buy that condo in New York? You know, we're still trying to learn and discover and, and you know, just figure it out. So. And we will. Yeah. Thanks for coming along on the journey. Yes. we Now you know all of our intimate financial details. <laughs> and if you're a lender and you're listening, help us. Yes. <laughs> Seriously. Anybody in that community. Please help. Like l- <laughs> lenders, real estate agents, like, you know, please chime in and um, we'll be happy to hear the feedback. Yeah. Cool. Well. I'm sweating. Yes. We are sweating here. We're fanning. We, we're in, like, an old southern church. We got, like, the fans going, like, little hand fans going. Um, so we are going to cut this <laughs> uh, podcast off. But until next time, please share and give us feedback. We love it. And we will talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.